0: Well, good morning, everyone. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Happy Easter to you on this snowy Montana day. Uh, We are so grateful to be in worship with you. Welcome to my home, or I should say our homes. Uh, We've got an entire crew of people worshiping uh, with us today and leading us uh, in worship today. Let me just introduce them real fast. Um, We've got Dean Hampton, who is our legacy site pastor Becca Syme, who is our music director. Tori Williams, our children's director. Sean Marie, our legacy site pianist. You guys, none of this would even be possible if it weren't for Reed Losberg, our tech arts director. Thank you, Reed, for all your good work. Um, we are so honored to be worshiping with you in your homes. If this is your first time with us, uh, please, please, will you send us a direct Facebook message this morning? I want to get to know you uh, after worship and reach out and say hello. For all the rest of us, we've been kind of... Joining in this new tradition where we say hi online, jump in comments, greet one, shout out, hallelujah. This is a day to rejoice and celebrate. Man, on that note, Becca, will you lead us in worship? We're going to sing Christ the Lord is risen.
1: Thank you Becca. It's a great song. Uh, welcome Spring Hill. Glad that you're here and today's scripture is out of Psalms 11819 through 24 and it reads this: "Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made.
2: Leading us in worship. Hi, boys and girls. Why don't you come to your screen? I'm going to talk to you guys now. I'm so excited that you are worshiping with us today. I miss seeing you all face to face, but I am so glad that we can worship together in our own homes. Now, boys and girls, I have a question for you. Do you know what this is? I'll tilt it towards the camera. Can you see that? Do you know what that is? Well, it looks like an empty pot of dirt, huh? Not that exciting. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. It's not empty. My roommates and I planted some seeds in it a little bit ago and are waiting for them to grow. Now, boys and girls, I have another question for you. Do you know what today is? Do you know what it is? Can you shout it out? Do you know what it is? That's right. It's Easter Sunday. Today, boys and girls, we are celebrating that Jesus rose from the grave and conquered death. Now, do you remember this old pot, how it looked empty? Many people would think that there's nothing in there or that it was dead, which might be true, but it's not. Someday, it will grow into some beautiful flowers, maybe like these ones. You know, when they put us on the cross, Most people thought that he was dead and gone for forever. He did really die and everyone knew, but he was different and he was able to come back to life because he's God's own son. He is the resurrection and the life. After they buried Jesus in the tomb, everyone was really sad, but he was a miracle and was good news and rose from the dead. He loves us, and he can give us that same new life that he had himself. So whenever you're outside or in your own home, I want you to look at the flowers and think of that new life that can come from something that was seemingly dead. Now, boys and girls, do you think you can bow your heads and pray with me? Let's pray. Repeat after me. Dear God, Thank you for a seemingly empty in the miracle of new life that it can hold. Thank you most of all for your son who died on the cross and was able to give us new life. Please help us to remember the sacrifice that you, sent, that you sent. sent all because of your deep love yeah. for, us. for us. Thank you Thank you. and we love you. We love you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, Amen. Amen. Thank sick. you for being with me, it's boys and good. girls. Well, and I want to say thank you We sent in a video of your kids reading scripture. Read, and also thank you to Reed, our amazing tech director for putting it all together, and we are going to watch that video next.
3: Luke chapter 24, 1 through 12. On the first day of the week, But the men said to them.
2: Why do you
4: look for the living among the dead?
3: He is not here, he is risen. Is not here, he is risen. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners,
2: be crucified, and on the third day be raised again
4: and then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told things,
2: these things to the 11 and to all others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles.
3: But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen laying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself what have happened. is
0: he is life. He is risen. He is life. What what better message to hear on Easter Sunday, and what better method than out of the mouths of our kids, uh, boys and girls? Consider this my virtual hug to you. I'm so grateful for each of you pouring your efforts into that, moms and dads, and. Um, um, what a blessing we're gonna put that video up on Facebook right after our worship service today uh, that might as well be the sermon that is that is good stuff and uh, and I want to again thank Reed and all of our staff um, a virtual hug to you as well our staff is working so hard behind the scenes to keep us uniquely connected in so many creative ways um boys and girls you've got a children's lesson after worship today as well with miss Tori and uh, Miss Lauren and so uh, just thank you to everyone who's uh, making all this live stream stuff happen and possible. I um, mean, you know, I, um, I have to say, I'm starting to get used to this this new format uh, of worshiping from our homes, doing this home church online thing. Um, you know, it's back to winter here in Bozeman, if you're joining with us from afar. and uh, But you might have noticed no one cares. There's no cars to be scraped. We don't have to put our boots on and head out in the, the cold blue yonder. Um, I have brunch cooking the oven as we speak. I've got my fresh made coffee here and um, and think about this, you can now simultaneously eat breakfast and listen to the sermon at the same time, no judgment. Like you can literally have your coffee and your cake and eat it too. And I tell you, you know, Easter brunch is like the perfect setup for today's lesson because we're going to open up to God's word and we're going to find the risen Lord and his disciples eating the first ever resurrection breakfast on the beach. And this isn't just any breakfast. Um, Jesus goes all out with this charcoal smoked fish bake and a side of bread. And I promise you, this is an Easter for us to remember. But as we prepare to hear God's word in our hearts, um, I have one question for us to ponder just one question this morning. You know, just about every church in this country is empty right now. We have no idea what tomorrow holds. And yet, as we celebrate the hope of the resurrection, this is my question. Now what? Now what? So let's open up our Bibles to John's gospel, if you would, with me. We're going to read chapter 21, 1 through 19. John's gospel, chapter 21, 1 through 19. But as we do that. Let me pray for us. God, you have told us that your word is living and active. And so, God, we just pray that it would be alive in us today. Lord, as we open it up, in light of the hope of the resurrection, would you speak to us? God, we want to be changed by it. We want to be moved by it. So, Lord, our hearts are open and ready and willing to hear what you would have for us today, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Listen to this from John's gospel, chapter 21. So after this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into a boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, and yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. The disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came into the boat, dragging their net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got out on the land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. So Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. A small question for you to go with our big question, and that is this. Um, What has been your go-to comfort food over the last few weeks? Don't pretend like you don't have one. We all do. I I read an article here recently about something called a food crutch. The experts say that short-term stress actually decreases our appetites, but if stress carries on for the long term, we begin to indulge. We had chicken and dumplings for the first time at my house this last week, and there wasn't a bite left over. Like in that moment, all was well with the world. There's something about a warm cooked meal. It's like comfort blanket, right? And it's been a week of comfort food, if you think about it. I keep remembering those words of our Surgeon General a week ago. He said this about this last week. He said this was going to be our Pearl Harbor. Or 9-11. He said, this will be the hardest moment for many Americans in their entire life. And you know, every day as I opened up the scripture to the Easter story, I thought about those words. They're almost poetic. You know, it's a statement as you can make. An Easter story began in much of the exact same way. Christ was arrested, mocked, tortured. He was nailed to a cross, left for dead. He suffered not only the weight of his own body, but the weight of our sins. You know, I'm not sure we can even comprehend what that kind of darkness looked or felt like. Mark's gospel tells us Jesus cried out to the Father in agony, and for three hours the entire world was pitch black. Then they buried him. His closest followers scattered in fear. Peter denied him over and over again. It was by far the darkest week in all of humanity. And after all that sorrow and pain and trauma, it would make sense that the risen Lord, having conquered sin and death, would make the disciples some comfort food, wouldn't it? There's something nostalgic about your favorite meal. I think it's why we try to replicate mom's famous recipe, but we never quite get it right. And think about this fish and bread. That was Jesus go to He fed thousands of people on that same shoreline just months before. It was more than just breakfast on the beach. This was a meal to remember. It was just days before that, that Christ had told his disciples before he went to the cross, from here on out, every time you take of this bread, you do this in remembrance of me because this is my body. But that wasn't the first time that the risen Lord had appeared that day on the beach On the first Easter morning before light, John's gospel tells us Mary Magdalene had snuck off to the tomb to grieve. Remember, Mary was the one in whose life was in shambles before she met Christ. She was literally wrestling her own demons, and Jesus changed everything for her. But now in the darkness, as she came over that hill, certainly she was asking the same question. Now what? And right as the sun arose, what she found would change the world forever. Because there in the dim light of morning was an empty tomb. You know the story. The stone rolled away to the side. You can imagine the confusion and the bewilderment. She ran to tell the others to try to figure out what was happening. And so Peter and and another, they raced back to see this report for themselves. And as the kids so powerfully explained this morning what they found was that he's not here, he is risen. Some doubted. Thomas wasn't sure this was real. The disciples were shell shocked. In fact, they were so traumatized that they had huddled up behind locked doors. So the risen Lord walks right into that room, not once, not, but twice. He prayed his peace over them both times, gave them the Holy Spirit. And you would think that an encounter like that would mobilize the troops. You would think that the joy of that moment would be so overwhelming that they would have moved to go and tell the world the good news. And yet, for some reason, Peter goes fishing. Now, this being Montana, like we get it, right? I mean, when I want to get away from it all, like that's that's my escape. But there was this lingering question that no one seemed to ask, maybe because no one had the answer. Now what? Peter had already denied Christ not once, not twice, but three times, just as Jesus said he would. And so, even if the resurrection was true, what's a man to do with the shame of disowning the one who died for him? And so, Peter's in a total quandary. So, he runs back to the only life he knew apart from Christ and he goes fishing. You know, today is a historic day in the life of the church, not just because it's Easter, but because Christians from around the world are asking the exact same question. Now what? Some 2,000 years later, worldwide, Christians are trying to figure out what it means to be the church again. Our world has gotten completely uprooted. And as we sit apart from one another on Easter of all days, maybe like me, you're ready to get back to the way things were. The good old days. I was asked even this week, when are we going to get things back to normal again? And you know, if I was Peter on that boat, I probably would want to go back to, maybe to those moments where Jesus was teaching me an important lesson and I was half listening. Or if I was Peter, I'd want another shot at this following Christ thing, right? Maybe a do-over or two or three if you get my drift. But here Peter sits in a fishing boat his world turned upside down. Good news, certainly, but now what? You know, I think paralysis is a curious thing. In 1925, a man named Floyd Collins was out hiking through the mammoth caves out in Kentucky. He hiked down into this hole and somehow 50 feet below, he got stuck. After some time, rescuers were able to pinpoint his location and make contact from the top, He could see this ray of light and he could hear voices as they dropped down food to him every day, but they couldn't get to him. The cave waters had gotten too high and so soon the press got involved and after a while thousands came to see this spectacle. They sold hot dogs as though this was some kind of a sideshow. 17 days later, Floyd Collins died stuck in that hole. The world around him was paralyzed as to what to do. Here's why I tell you that story. Um, there's not one of us who knows what tomorrow looks like, right? We're, we're convinced of that. But we know this. Um, our world is full of people who are stuck in darkness. The church has never seen a hungrier moment in our lives. The soil has never been more fertile. There are thousands, maybe even millions of people who are stuck right now finally asking the right questions, looking for comfort and peace, wondering if there's a ray of hope at the end of this proverbial tunnel. And here's the thing about Easter. We have the answer. We have the good news. The gospel is that light. And maybe, just maybe, this moment is more about us looking forward than it is about us looking behind. The Apostle Paul said it like this. He said, I don't consider myself yet to have taken a hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Of course, I suppose the alternative is to go fishing. Did you notice the nuance in the lesson? Now, Peter is this expert fisherman, right? He's the one who made a living off of his boat, and yet he can't catch a thing. Maybe all these years later, he's a bit rusty. But the disciples fished all night long, and the scriptures tell us they had nothing to show for it. And it isn't until the risen Lord appears that their nets come up full again. You know, if there's one thing that I think the last few weeks have shown us, and if there's one thing that scripture proves to us this morning, it's that we're human And apart from Christ eternally speaking, we can't do a thing. We're just spinning our tires on temporary dreams. I love how C.S. Lewis put it. He said, There are far, far better things ahead than anything we leave behind. So now what? You know, back at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, he was looking for some followers, and he just so happened that he stumbled across Peter and Andrew. They were out fishing. And on day one, Jesus called them from that same shoreline. He said, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And from that moment forward, that was the mission. Fish for people. Every miracle, every lesson of Jesus, his entire life here on earth reinforced that same game plan. Now Jesus has died. Jesus has risen. Hallelujah. And Peter goes back to the old days. I mean, after all, it had been the hardest, darkest moment in his entire life. And maybe it was self pity, maybe it was shame in his failures. Luke 22 tells us that just after he denied Christ and he realized it, Peter wept bitterly. And yet, the Easter story is one of new beginnings. It's a a story of fulfillment of our promise of hope and restoration. And so the Lord, this risen Lord, comes to Peter on the water and Peter is overcome. He jumps into the sea. And as they pull up this overwhelming catch of fish, Jesus makes his disciples a hot cooked meal on the beach. And then like a closing scene in a movie, Christ has one final lesson for Peter. And he asks his friend three times, Peter, do you love me? It was a litany of reconciliation and forgiveness. And with tears in his eyes, by the end of this litany, Peter tells him, you know, I love you. And here's the answer to our question. Christ commands him, then feed my sheep. Here's the now what, it's, it's twofold for Peter, right? Fish for people, feed the flock. Let me say that again, fish for people, feed the flock. And as we consider the joyful news of an empty tune, our now what is the exact same. Fish for people, feed the flock. You know, here in the Gallatin Valley, we've seen a major loss of jobs. Nearly 11,000 people in our small little town unemployed overnight. So what does Jesus do? What does Easter teach us? First, the risen Lord physically fed his people. Our local food bank is already running through their summer supply. It's not even May yet. And so this is step one. Uh, Our elders have prayed about this, and this is what we're going to do today. Um, We're taking up a special offering, not for Spring Hill, but for our Gallatin County Food Bank right after this sermon. We're going to place a link up in the comments, and here's the plan. We want to overwhelm this valley with hope, starting with where people are going to get food. And that link is going to ask you, in whose name do you want to give this donation? And this is what we want to encourage you to put, Jesus Christ. Second, the risen Lord reminds us that our mission is now to fish for people. So here's our now what. It's really simple. Um, It's as easy as hitting the share button either on this live stream or on our kids' Uh, verse reading this morning for all of your friends to see and write a note to them. I love you. I care about you. I want you to know the hope of Easter. Third is this, and this part is vitally important. Peter is told to tend to the sheep, to feed the lambs, to watch over the flock. As you know, this part isn't so much about food as it is about faith. God's word tells us we don't live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth, of God. And so Spring Hill, I want to share something with you really specifically this morning. Um, This has been in my heart all week. Now is the time to double down and check in with one another. We called it the Spring Hill High Five a few weeks ago. It's a text message. It's a phone call. It's an email. It's a card. We all know how to do a Zoom call by now. You can get all five in a row. We're encouraging everyone to still reach out to five people somehow every day. We don't know if this will be weeks or months, but let me offer a few more ideas. Share an encouraging scripture with a friend. Leave them a prayer on their voicemail. I love how Spurgeon said it. He said, be walking Bibles. Spring Hill is still a church to call home. We are still a church where relationships flourish, generations connect, and neighbors are loved. And friends, no matter what we do, we are still a church that will do everything to the glory of God. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me pray for us. Let's pray. God, I just thank you for the gift of hope, even in the week of hardship and darkness. Lord, we thank you that the light shines and the darkness will never overcome it. God, we pray this morning in our homes as we feast, as we celebrate the gift of your resurrection and our salvation, Lord, that we wouldn't keep it to ourselves, but that we would do something with it, God. Now what? Lord, would you help us, help us, God, to fish for people and to feed the flock today? In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. Amen. Sean Marie, will you continue to lead us in worship?
4: See? i okay. you
1: Thank you, Jean-Marie. That was beautiful. Appreciate that very much. As Ryan said earlier, uh, we're going to take a special offering today for the Gallatin Valley Food Bank. We'd like you to participate by by going to their website and finding the donation uh, aspect uh, tab. And in that, when it asks you, uh, just say, in honor of Jesus Christ, and they'll know that it is from Spring Hill, and that's a way of us reaching out in the community and and helping the community. If you'd like to give to Spring Hill, we would also just say, go to the Spring Hill website, and you can donate there or send a check in through the mail to the Bozeman site. Let's pray for the offering. Father God, thank you again how you have blessed us. Father, we look around and we see and we just know your love for us. And Father, that everything that we have is yours. I pray as we give, that we give joyfully. And Father, in a trusting manner. Father, we want to honor you in all that we say and do and give. For it's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Amen.
3: Such a the promise your buried body begin to breathe.
0: And Becca, I can hear all God's people saying amen, amen. Uh, God is so good. He is risen. He is risen indeed. So now what? Fish for people, feed the flock. I want to invite you all back to our worship service. We'll be online again next Sunday. We're starting a new series on the book of Nehemiah. We've titled it Courageous Leadership, Uncertain Times. But now in this moment, let me just invite you with all the rest of our Spring Hill folks today to hear this benediction. May the Lord do and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and just unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Go and serve the Lord and all God's people said. Amen. 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 Happy Easter, guys.